This is DWZ Podcast here with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So welcome back, listeners. Uh, we got some interesting topics that we want to talk about. The first one, I have to say, is at the top of my list. We have TJP's rising star, one of the wrestlers I feel that should be right now obtaining the Princess of Princess Championship with Tokyo Pro, Miu Watanabe. Now, if you guys don't know who she is, let's talk about her a little bit. Miu Watanabe was part of a unit, a pro wrestling unit that was built upon an idol group known as Up Up Girls. Now, Shajara Sanch. Um, Shinjiro Tagagi wanted it has relationships with the Up Up Girls agency, so instead of picking re- uh, 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 idols within the company, he decided to build a comp- uh, build a a branch that is related to the Up Up Girls, but in a pro wrestling standard. So build them a pol- just be part idol, part wrestler. So they pick four girls. We have Miyu Watanabe, Hikari Noah, Raku, and Pinano. Now, each of these girls have a unique distinctive. They train, they spent uh, time learning how to sing and dance, all of that. But Miu Watanabe, to me, was the one who stand out the most. Now, why is that? Why did Miu Watanabe stand out the most? I'll tell you why. She is cute. She's bubbly. She's only 22, 24 years old, somewhere around there. Hopefully I'm wrong. But she has a unique this uh, distinction of but herself if you guys know this she has a background in softball which is a good thing I, I because she has one of those swings when you talk uh, throw the ball she calls it the laser beam I never heard of that but it's pretty distinct it makes sense why she calls it the laser beam but what makes her unique is that she's a total powerhouse five foot two I'm five foot five ladies and gentlemen this girl is short but she is a powerhouse, and that's what drives me insane. Now, no disrespect with Claudio Castanoli with the swing, you know, where he picks up his opponents by the legs. Miu Wananabe is more impressive to than Claudio. She can pick up two people or people who are a bit more heavier. Her, she nearly picked up Aja Kong a couple of year, a couple months back, but I was impressed by her. Now. Has she hold any championships? Yes, uh, she did when she teamed up with uh, Rika Tatsumi to beat um, Neo Bishikin-gun, um, Saki-sama, and um, Misawa. Well, at the time, she was Hyper Misawa, but now... Well, she's Hyper Misawa now, but she was known as Misawa. And um, I have to say, that match was pretty good. That, that was her only title she's ever held. Since becoming in TJP. However. The one thing that's good on the record. That she and, and Tatsumi. Are the longest reigning tag team champions. That is a good thing. But. There are many of us that felt as fans. She should be going for the top title. Which is of course the princess of princess. Now. 
This is not the first. She hasn't. She has challenged for that title before, but was against her her own tag team partner, Rika Tatsumi. That match was great as well. I mean, she's an unbelievable wrestler. I enjoy watching. But she did not win that match. But she really captivated a lot what people are hoping for. And I know many of us felt she should be going for the top title. Now, the one thing that really now makes her impressive is she defeated two of the three or four pillars of Tokyo Shi Pro. She defeated Shoko Nakajima in the in the Princess Cup tournament that led her to the semifinals against Miyu Wananabe, where she beat her. Now, here's what makes it more interesting about that. Miyu Wananabe has been the, has been in the company for nine years. Took her this long just to be at the top, but Miu Wananabe, it only took her four years. I'm like, wow, that's a great accomplishment. And not only that, she had to go up against Yuka Sakasaki, another pillar. That match that took place this past weekend. Oh my god. A classic. But unfortunately, Mew did not beat her. Yuka Sakasaki won the Princess Cup tournament. I know there were many fans out there who are disappointed. They felt that Mew wanted obviously should have earned that spot. But here's the best part. I mentioned this before. Here's the silver lining. She does have a win over Shoko Nakajima. That means she could get a title shot. She could actually use that. And that's something you definitely got to put food for thought. Now, do I believe she could be a top champion? Definitely. She's been one of the most outstanding wrestlers, you know, that I've seen so far. Despite of her size, her personality. But yeah, that's what I like about her. And I can't wait to see what else she's going to do. But for Mia Wananabe, I would continue to support her. Even if she did not win the tournament. But she won the hearts of every fan out there, including myself. And maybe, hopefully, some of you. Now, next topic. You may have heard what's been going on in... In the world of Triple H, since he took over as the head of creative, Triple H has been uh, getting back his people, the ones who were loyal to him. We saw that with Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, who else have I seen? Oh yeah, and Hit Row, and whoever else is going to be there. We do know there's been talk about Sasha Banks and Naomi. But, who else has been in talks with? Now, I know there's been talk about Johnny Gargano. Who knows? But, I'm kind of excited for that. But, more things have come out. 
it appears that there's this unknown, we don't know who, an AEW talent who used to be with WWE, was contacted by WWE saying that they want him back. However, that person said that he's happy, he or she, whoever it is, is happy with AEW. Now, I don't blame AEW for this. It's no one's fault but Vince because we've seen what Vince can do. Vince was a total hose bag the way he decided to treat his wrestlers. And trust me when I say this, he really fucked things up. But the thing is about what's been going on here is is this. I understand there's loyalty with towards Triple H. I get that. I mentioned it before. But right now, there are certain wrestlers that are currently still, how do I say, in AEW who are on the contract still. But it's still unclear whether if they would like to go back or they're okay where they're at. But however, relation to this, uh, this thing kind of got into my lap recently. I'm going to cuss too much on this one. I'm, I'm going to be swearing so far. Now, I mentioned this before. Hit Row made the return on SmackDown. Today is, I believe, August 17th, and they were appeared last week. Last week on SmackDown. Now, I'm happy that they are back together without Swerve. But, <laughs> this dumbass fan who's been drinking the WWE Kool-Aid for far too long, he had to go up and say the nerve that Swerve should go back to WWE because AEW has been mistreating him badly. Okay. I'm going to say this again. He wants WWE Swerve to go back to WWE because AEW have been mistreating him badly. Uh, did anybody notice something wrong here? What the fuck is this jerk-off talking about? Mistreated? Uh, hello? Isn't he a, a one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions with Keith Lee? What the fuck? What is this guy talking about? Even Swerve is like, what the fuck? You know, this guy is really, whoever he is, he must be really, really that dumb to go out and say things like that. Now, I get we get WWE fan base. They're like going out on freaking social media going, AEW's full of trash. I hope they go away. Uh, they never did go away. <laughs> and now this, whoever this d douchebag is, is saying that Swerve has been mistreated despite the fact he's one half of the tag team champions with Keith Lee? What the fuck? Where, where does he get this shit? I don't get it. I mean, look, it makes me laugh, but at the same time, it makes me feel like, what, what are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about? The guy is a champion. He's given a good opportunity. Mistreated? Where did he get this idea from? And I think that's the problem. 
I think we got a the WWE uh, fan base out there, in my opinion, who are in denial about anything, about oh AEW can treat the wrestler the wrestlers better than they ever were before with WWE. They just think that oh WWE is better. Like come on guys, this it, this isn't about treating them better. It's the opportunities that they should have been given from the very start, and I think that's what happened. I just don't understand how can this jerk off goes out and saying that Swerve has been mistreated. And we all know where he is. He's right now this coming rampage. He and Keith Lee are going to take on Private Party, put their AEW World Tag Team titles on the line. What the fudge? Made no absolute sense to me. Like I said, this guy's been drinking the, the WWE Kool-Aid for, for far too long. I'm drinking water to stay negative, to stay positive here. But anyway, if you guys agree with me, there are WWE fan base who are so stupid because they can't see what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Like this guy. Where does he go off about this shit? I would love to say that to this person in his face, I don't know what you're talking about, dude, but you must be... If you guys know what that means, it means it means you're stupid. So I just don't understand it. I mean, I can go on and on about this subject, but no, no. I'm not going to go there. But I just wish someone could just shut, tell them to shut the fuck up. So, so yeah. So anyway, let's move on to our last topic here. Now, we all could agree 2020 was the worst effing year in in history. We were dealing with the pandemic. Wrestlers were not being used a lot. Independence was shut down. But also is remembered as time where pro wrestling went into a sort of a shift over certain things. We're talking about the speaking out movement. Well, it appears that the speaking out movement is never ends. Amongst this conversation about the speaking out movement is Chris Dickinson. Yes, folks. Dirty Daddy is now on, on the spotlight. Now, I kind of forgot about this for quite some time. But I remember now. Now, if you guys don't know where I'm referring to, let's talk about this. A while back, his ex-girlfriend, you may know her as Christy Von Erie, who is dressed like a punker, accused Bruce, uh, Chris Dickinson of assaults, abuse, and all that. Now, he denied all of this. And there's another girlfriend that he had that also said the same thing. Now, I did not notice that Chris Dickinson was no longer booked for anything. I don't know if this might have put him on various hot waters with many of the promotions around the country. I still don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. But one thing I, I do for certain that maybe there's more to this, but... I mean, look, look what happened with, with Nash Carter. His ex-wife accused him of beating up, but 
Nash Carter revealed, it was also foretold that all of this that happened to Nash Carter was a load of crap, and he was let go from WWE. He was at the hype of his career, but his ex-wife did this shit to get even with them for divorcing him. Now, I understand that, but Kimberly Lee really fucked things up for him. But this thing with Chris Dickinson, that is a bit serious. But however, recently SoCal Uncensored uh, reported a similar situation that Chris Dickinson's about to do is the same situation that someone we don't want to talk about, but I feel like I have to mention his name. We're talking about Joey Ryan. Now, if you guys remember this, Joey Ryan was accused by over a du- over a dozen women who accused him of all this stuff that he did. Now, re- there were certain wrestlers that he put upon that really fucked things up for him, like Ali Catch and a few others. He even filed lawsuit against them in their state re- re- uh, respective states, but it did not work out for him to for it, the. Uh, De- uh, defamation on this matter. But it appears that Chris Dickinson is doing the same thing to his ex-girlfriends as well. However, this thing takes place was taking place in New Jersey. However, none of his ex-girlfriends, even Christine said it herself, she hasn't been in Jersey for a couple years. Someone should have told him that. I mean, look, it's not his fault for doing that, but he hasn't been in touch with his ex. I get that part. But according to SoCal Uncensored, this could be the same downfall that Chris Dinkinson could go down. Now, Joey Ryan, well, we can all agree his career will never come back. I get it. But the obvious question does remain. Is this going to happen the same thing too to Chris Dinkinson? Well, I don't know. I mean, if it is, we had some great time watching him kicking ass and all this and that. But we haven't heard a whole lot about what's been going on with him. But I, if anything changes, I'll put that in my YouTube channel as much as possible. If you guys follow me, then that's great. But, uh, but yeah. But that's what I, I, I have right now with this, you know, with, that I'm going to put out because I'm going to keep this short as possible. I'm not feeling too hot right now, but I'm okay. But so right now, I'll just end it right here for everybody. So I hope everybody enjoys listening to this. Uh, I wish I could have gone longer, but no, I'm sorry, guys. Like I said, I'm not too hot. I'm not feeling too hot at the moment. But for now, I'll see you guys the next time on this podcast. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!